This podcast was recorded on the ancestral lands on Treaty 1 territory, the traditional territory of the Anishinaabe, Cree, Oji Cree, Dakota, and the Dene peoples, and on the homeland of the Métis Nation. This is Humans on Rights, a podcast advocating for the education of human rights. Here's your host, Stuart Murray. August 12th is International Youth Day. I'm joined by three young, inspirational, creative game changers who have benefited from Broadway Neighborhood Center's Just TV program. Welcome to Humans on Rights, Hera Nalam, Emmanuel Bongar, and Anna Shibina. Hera, let's start with you. Tell us a little bit about you and how Just TV has helped you in your career path. For sure. So first of all, thank you so much for having me on your podcast. I'm so excited to be here. Uh, my name is Hera Nalam. I am a Winnipeg-based uh, multidisciplinary artist. I love making art through music, uh, film. Uh, I usually do acting for the most part, and but I also dabble into uh, poetry. I also dabble into um, actually being behind the camera and as well as dance. Um, I am a youth facilitator at the Just TV program where I basically engage youths ages 16 to 25 and help them in cre- uh, basically making their artistic vision come to life. That's, that's me. <laughs> that's awesome. And we're going to get more into that in detail. Let me just bump over to Emmanuel Bongar. Emmanuel, uh, you're obviously a videographer, but let's just get a little sense about who you are and how Just TV has helped you on your journey. Well, this might be a little redundant, but hi, I'm Emmanuel. I'm a videographer, editor, and photographer sometimes. Uh, it actually started off back in 2015 when I immigrated here in the Philippines. I was 15 years old, 2000s kid. I was lost. I didn't have, I didn't know anyone there except for my dad and my sister. And yeah, I was like in a really terrible state of depression, but movies and video games were able to help me cope with it as like a form of escape. So uh, that inspired me to be more on the creative side of things. And as a result of that, I decided to go to Techbox High School for broadcasting and I discovered Just TV through there. I asked if uh, I could do any extra stuff regarding video and TechBok introduced me to the Just TV program. And I started off part-time in Just TV, but after I graduated high school, I decided to put my full focus on Just TV. And I work here as a video apprentice now. So I make videos for the program, but at the same time, I make my own videos and I wouldn't trade it for anything. Okay, and we're going to get more into some of the background of what you brought you and where you're on in your journey. Manuel, thank you so much. Uh, Anna Shubina. Anna, welcome to Humans on Rights. Tell us a little bit about you and how Just TV has played a role in your creative journey. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me and thank you for everyone who is listening right now. I'm also a filmmaker. I came to Canada two years ago and after being here for a while, I understood that I need something to do, something to connect my life with. Because um, before that, I've been doing a lot of filming, uh, filming my career journey. Like I've been an actress, I've been a dancer, I've been an artist. And then I was looking for something that could refresh me, something that could 
kick off my future life. And I've been Googling a lot about any youth programs or schools. And I found After School Leaders Program at JSTV. And after three months of this program, I have learned so many filmmaking techniques, editing techniques. I've held a real camera and it was pretty cool for me. And after, after that, I realized I want to do more of these things. And I was wondering about any opportunities or work I can do at Just TV. And I was offered to be video apprentice and a video instructor assistant at the after school leaders program as well. It's kind of cool to become an instructor after a participant. And now as a filmmaker myself, I'm paving my way in the film industry by submitting my films in festivals and looking for more video production jobs. Great. So Anna, just tell me a little bit about how, what was the biggest barrier that you faced to get to where you are? Uh, you know, I mean, you're a, obviously a young professional woman in an industry that there's not a lot of women in. What was your personal barrier that you maybe that you, you faced that you clearly have overcome? I would say uh, there are two main challenges. Uh, as an immigrant, I faced a problem of language and, and being and feeling belonging to somebody. <laughs> and uh, the other problem, well, problem is to be a female in the industry because I never thought it's a real thing. Uh, before I uh, joined a mentorship program and I've been a female filmmaker alone among other 20 male participants. So it was kind of stressful at first, but I knew that I need to work hard and show example for other female filmmakers. So yeah, this is my goal. Yeah, I know for sure. And it's been very successful. We'll talk specifically about some of the things you're working on in a moment. I want to jump over to Hira Nalam. You're very creative. Uh, I read your bio. Uh, you're a collaborative artist. But, you know, talk about some of the, the challenges maybe you have seen or you faced. Uh, again, I know you've overcome them, but I want always to share with our listeners some of the things that, uh, that you're creative, this creative group that you've been challenged with, but that you've, come, you've been able to overcome. I feel like there's a, it really depends on the situation, but for the most part, I think one of the biggest challenges that I have faced in my, my collaborations, it's always like being looked at as in, as in being categorized, I guess, I guess, um, especially because a, like I am, I am a woman and I'm also a person of color. I feel like that there is a certain expectation that I, there is a unique experience that I think is very worth telling, but I feel like because I'm trying to break into an industry that is very, very much Eurocentric, it's really hard to, I guess, claim my space and take up that space when there's not a lot of opportunities to tell the stories that are uniquely coming from for the perspective of my people for, for the most part, what I've experienced. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I mean, just, just talking a little bit about the Eurocentric, is that something you feel, is that something local or would you say that that's broader when you talk about some of the other folks that you're involved with? Oh, I, I would say that's a very, very broad, like take in my opinion. I think, I think that it, the industry is definitely moving towards a direction that is definitely more inclusive and open. More opportunities are coming up. Things are changing. But for the most part, yeah, like it's it's not going to happen overnight, right? But yeah, definitely, definitely like a broad thing. I know that bigger, big, bigger, 
bigger cities are definitely a little bit more fast progressive, but in a small city like Winnipeg, the pace is very slow. And there's not a lot of like room, I think, at least for from what I have experienced. So, yeah, no, that's your experience, and I appreciate you sharing it with us. Thanks so much, uh, Emmanuel. One of the things that I'd love to get a, a sense from you is, uh, as you said, you were a little bit, uh, you weren't sure what to do when you arrived here in Canada. You immigrated to Canada. You were looking for something to do. Uh, clearly, you've found something that is very exciting. Something that you're very good at. You're uh, leading the way at Just TV. How did you make that transition? First of all, because both both Anna and Hera said it, thank you for having us in this podcast. I appreciate that. I'm pretty sure Anna and Hera appreciate it too. It was actually a really long road because hard to believe it. I was supposed to be a lawyer at one point. Very big change of pace from my from my previous career choice. Okay, so basically, at first I wasn't taking it seriously. Because I thought, because I didn't think I could make a career out of this. But the better I got, I realized that I realized I could make a career out of this. I just have to be fully dedicated to it. Give it your all, all the time. But the biggest barrier I had was I'm my own worst critic. And I think that applies for everyone else. I had to realize that like most of the videos that I show to everyone, I always think that there's room to improve. and. While I haven't fully solved that self-criticism problem yet, I always criticize my work all the time. I realize that sometimes it's just okay to show your work, even if, even with the smallest mistakes or the biggest mistakes, you still have to show it because everyone's opinions is different from yours. You have a higher opinion of yourself when it comes to your work. So yeah, the biggest barrier I had to overcome was my self-criticism. I haven't overcome that criticism. I haven't, I haven't overcome that barrier yet. but. I've learned to accept it. Yeah, and I think that's uh, that's a, that's a great message, Emmanuel. I think uh, all three of you have tremendous runway in front of you, so uh, your journey is going to be long and uh, and exciting. I, I want to just uh, ask uh, Anna, uh, as a filmmaker, um, to build on what Emmanuel said about one of the challenges is being your own sort of biggest critic. How have you dealt with that as a young filmmaker? Some of the things that, that you have seen and maybe some of the advice you might give to other young filmmakers that uh, would be listening to this podcast. One of the biggest self-criticism uh, issues that I experience is to be the best, the first, the, the one, 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 the fastest. And I think that we still have so much time and we're so young. And it is always, we always have room for rest, for break, to focus on one thing. If you think that you don't, do not enjoy filmmaking, for example, at this point, uh, maybe try music. Maybe this is what you like and it is okay to change things. Be, be proud of yourself because uh, from where you've come through already. So that's great advice and, and uh, coming from the heart. I appreciate it. I want to just, you talk about making some changes here uh, in Alam. I want to just sort of jump into uh, a conversation with you for a second. Sure. Uh, I know that you're very, um, very creative and you use platforms like music and theater and film and fashion. How, when you look at that, that, that's a lot of creativity there. How do you choose which one you really want to focus on? In terms of like 
permanent like uh skills just for you what what i mean you're, there's a lot of things there i mean you got music theater film and fashion you you could do all four of those are extremely creative so they fit under one umbrella but if you had to sort of say hey you know what i'm going to pick this one and see how i do is there one you would pick there it's funny because i feel like my first choice it kind of just came naturally was acting I don't know, life kind of just put me in that trajectory. But so that's why I went to university for acting. I got my degree on it and whatnot. But underlying through all of that, I was always playing music. So it's it's a hard call, but I will have my education on acting. But I feel for sure that my bread and butter will always be music because it's been with me for, for as long as I can remember. Like it's my my best way to express myself. So I would easily choose music. That that being said, though, I think the magical thing about being creative is that you can express an idea in its best way by by combining so many art forms. So if I can combine theater and music, I, I don't see why I shouldn't. 100 percent. Yeah. No, listen, I, I totally agree. Uh, Emmanuel, one of the things that uh, I want to get a sense from you is your your sense of how things from a videographer's standpoint, the creative standpoint, the technical standpoint, you know, one thing about technology, it changes rapidly. You know, there's always new things coming out, smaller, faster, more colorful. You know, people that have an iPhone can be a videographer. What have you seen in your time in, as you pursued this career and what changes have you seen and what changes would you like to see to help improve uh, those that may want to follow in your footsteps as a videographer? There's not really any advice I could give, like specifically, but back then it was really hard to get into this industry because a lot of stuff was analog. Like you had to edit like analog, you had to shoot with really big cameras. But now you can shoot with cameras that fit in your hand. Like you can use your phone and you can actually shoot some cameras. Like there's actually film cameras that are pretty small that you can use to shoot very high definition video. So nowadays, my advice would be, uh, like, anyone can be a videographer, honestly. Like, it's all up to motivation and uh, your ability to, like, overcome problems. So, yeah, you have, a, you have an iPhone that can shoot in 4K. Yeah, anyone can be a videographer if that's the case. It all comes down to motivation. Like, if you like making videos, it's a hobby. But making films is, is a career. You have to be really serious about it. You can't just enjoy doing it. You have to like give it your all to be able to break into this industry. Yeah. And if you had a chance, uh, Emmanuel Bonger, if you had a chance to uh, make a feature movie or shoot your favorite rock band into a music video, which side might you come down on? Uh, can you elaborate more on that, please? Well, just, you know, you have uh, a chance to be uh, behind the lens to shoot a, a movie. It uh, doesn't matter who's in it. It's just a movie and uh, it's going to be very interesting and something that interests you. You also get a request to be the videographer to shoot a music video for perhaps one of your favorite bands, whoever that may be. So you got to make a choice. Would you kind of come down on one side or the other or where, 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 might you, where might you sit with that question? If we're basing this off of my work experience, I would shoot the film on the weekdays and I would try my, I would try my best to shoot the rock band on my weekend. So no day offs for me. <laughs> right. Spoken like a true videographer. <laughs> I actually was just going to say that is like the most accurate way you could probably answer that question. If you're like 
working in the industry, like you, why not both? Let's just book up all of our time. I never get a weekend. <laughs> I, I work two videography jobs. I work here and I work at this really nice place called St. Norbert Art Center where I work as a photographer. So I never get a weekend. It's a grind. You enjoy it, and but you, you enjoy it. I enjoy it. That's why I'm okay with working seven days a week. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let me switch gears a little bit. Um, I talked about the fact that August 12th is International Youth Day. Uh, I also mentioned that the three of you are, are young game changers. Your creative uh, genius is going to make a big difference. A lot of times when you get to a certain age, people look at you and you're, say, in my age group, and people sort of say, what would you like your legacy to be? And so you look back on what your legacy and what you hope it might be. Let's look forward. The three of you have a long runway in front of you. Um, Anna, I want to start off with you. If somebody were to say to you, what, what would you like your legacy to be? What would you like it to, to look like in your career? That's an interesting question. I would say to change at least 1% of people's lives, to impact uh, their lives, to motivate them somehow or inspire or help through hard moments. And also be a cool role model for my sister. <laughs> And is your, well, tell me, is your sister involved? Does she have any interest in the creative side of arts or whatever that you have pursued? Uh, I mean, she's four years old, but she's trying, trying art. Okay. <laughs> yeah, well, she, she's creative in her own way, for yes. sure. Yeah, oh, that's awesome. Okay, Anna, thank you so much. Emmanuel, what about you? If somebody said, okay, uh, you know, look, what, what do you want your legacy to be? Or what would you like it to be as you're charting your course? I don't want to be like a conventional type of famous being featured in a tabloid newspaper is going to be a nightmare. Honestly, whenever I get featured on stage, I'm going to be the first one to leave because usually artists go great. I want to, I want to get on stage me. I just want it to be over. So yeah, I don't like being in the spotlight. And honestly, my legacy would be to spread whatever message that I want to spread. Like, there was this one video I made for the city of Winnipeg. Like it was produced by Just TV, but it was edited by me. It was all about anti-racism. I'm a really firm believer in racism being abolished because honestly, you shouldn't hate someone for the color of their skin. You shouldn't hate someone for their gender either. And you shouldn't hate someone for their sexuality either. And that video uh, resonated with me because it had a message that, I can get behind with, and I want to be able to spread that message. My legacy would basically be spread whatever message that I have in my mind. Like don't be racist. Don't cheat on your significant other. So Emmanuel, I did see that. Uh, I was involved in the anti-racism week here in Winnipeg. And uh, I did see that video that, uh, that you edited and your, your team over there, just TV shot. It was stunning. It was fantastic. And the part that I think was so incredible is that it was all a younger age group that just looked at this and said, this is when literally, this is how we see the world through our eyes and through the lens that we can create and let other people see it. And I just want to congratulate you and your team. That was, uh, that was some really, really excellent work. So well done. Well done on that. Harold, let me ask you, what, how would you like your legacy to be as you are looking down the, the path and towards your creative career? For me, what I'm very passionate about is um, connection and nurturing relationships, especially within the arts community. I feel like Winnipeg has this really 
niche circle of artistic people that know each other. And it surprises me how much, how, or how very little opportunity we have. And I feel like if I were to have a legacy, I would, it would be to have a space for all of these artists to just be artists and not have to work the grind so much so that they can survive. I think art is something that is very important to a human being's experience in life. And so why why aren't we why aren't we nurturing those spaces and providing those opportunities, especially if if art is the ultimate way humans can connect. So places like Just TV is what inspire me. And I hope that Just TV is a legacy that can exist forever. <laughs> Let me just sort of bring in the human rights element for a moment. I mean my podcast is called Humans on Rights. Mm-hmm. Um, talking about youth, the International Youth Day. Uh, from your perspective, Hera Nalum, how do you see the youth and, and impacting human rights in terms of an education for those out there? You, you know, you're an, an immigrant to Canada. You've established yourself here. Maybe share some of your thoughts from a human rights perspective that you would like to see changed and how through the creative process you might see that come about. From what I experienced, I was very, 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 very fortunate that when I was younger in high school, I it landed on my lap that a program like Just TV existed. And so as soon as I got involved, so I was once a participant at Just TV too. And I, re- I remember being so surprised at how much possibility can happen within such a small space. And now that I work for this very same program, seeing it from a different perspective and hearing so many uh, participants say like, I wish I knew of this place sooner. Um, it's just one of those things that I'm like, why, why aren't places like Just TV being talked about? Why aren't they spread out? Because it is a space for youth to exercise their brains and learn new things and, and feel confident about expressing their ideas and connect with each other. So, you know, like we can get creatively educate people about anything we want to be through these spaces. So if there was a change, if I were in charge, like through my medium, I would probably just do all of the creative things to say that, hey, we need to take care of um, programs that uplift people. Yeah, no, listen, that totally appreciate it. Thank you so much. And I'm, so I appreciate that. Oh, oh, not at all. Not at all. Um, Emmanuel Bonger, when we come uh, uh, to you as somebody who also has immigrated to Canada, um, how do you see or how would you like to see uh, the medium the as a filmmaker, videographer, how would you like to use that as a way to help educate people on human rights from your perspective? The film industry's biggest problem is it's very, it's very white oriented. I want more diversity in the film industry. For starters, I'm Filipino and I'm trying to be a filmmaker. So yeah, that's basically first step to a lot. Just last year, one of the first few Asians won an Academy Award. And the fact that there's been 90, there's been 90 ceremonies and only a few people of color have been nominated and won is kind of uh, a little bit, it's a little sketchy, you know what I mean? And honestly... The goal is to try to break into this industry, like this very white Caucasian oriented industry and try to make a difference from there. 
Yeah, I think you're. Uh, I appreciate the explanation, and my sense is you're 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 going to make that happen. I mean, you're Hopefully. obviously passionate about it, and I appreciate your your open and your your honesty about it, uh, Emmanuel. Thank you for that, Anna Shubina. You know, you're um, an emerging Ukrainian Canadian filmmaker. How would you like to use your medium to uh, pr- promote, educate, or advocate for human rights? Support as many voices as I can, as many diverse voices from any background, because um, art is for everyone and everyone should be welcome. Agreed. 100%. Yeah. And I I think that, uh, you know, that is uh, the three of you um, have very interesting, but quite similar backgrounds when you think about how you've arrived at this medium. Um, Anna, do you think that? is the ability to show films. Do you, do you find that that is a good medium to express ideas about human rights? Is that something that you would be passionate about or you would think about when you're looking at what you want to put on film? Yeah, I think so. Everyone has their own medium, but through mine, I think this way, many people are looking at other stories and other experiences. And film is one of those things where we can show all that and all those uh, future dreams. I appreciate, again, your your honesty on that. And, and the fact that you are a young female filmmaker is, is really spectacular. I want to ask uh, the, the three of you, just uh, give me your sense of um, knowing what you do today, knowing what you know today, what do you think the greatest challenge facing youth is? And, and let, let me just, uh, Anna, I want to start with you on this. And then, I'm, Manuel, I'm going to go to you and then Hera. So, Anna, what do you think is the biggest challenge facing youth today? I think themselves. And because, uh, as we mentioned earlier, self-criticism, um, anxiety that youth experience nowadays so frequently and also people need support and a place where they can be um, belonged, I would say. I'm going to build off of Anna's answer in that a lot of youth don't have that much motivation. So a lot of them, as a result, they don't realize their full potential. Some youth are very creative, but a lot of people are not supportive enough. Like, I'm not going to name... I'm not going to name any specifics, but there are some people who aren't supported enough towards the youth, so uh, they don't have the opportunities that they could have, and that causes them to not have any motivation to realize their full potential. So besides, another thing is the lack of opportunities, like what I said earlier. So there's not really that much opportunities to you know, have specifically uh this is for our industry to uh, you know do a lot of filmmaking stuff you have to like work really hard to break into the industry and there's no like easy opportunities to have a start to have a start with it you have to like be at your 100% from the start to be able to like kind of break into the industry so yeah basically lack of motivation and uh lack of opportunities Hera Nalam what do you what's your thoughts on that it's interesting because I find that this this pandemic has really 
opened up so many conversations about opportunities and um, old traditional ways of approaching work and and just a lot of dynamics throughout society. And I think that nowadays, what one of from what I've seen, youth's biggest challenges is probably the fact that there is a shift. The fact that right now there's a lot of reconsideration as to like what is a normal day like at work supposed to look like? Are nine to five hours healthy or is there like you know there's a lot of shift happening and there there is an unspoken expectation from our youth to do well in figuring this shift out without a lot of the support so I feel like that's one of the biggest challenges that I am noticing and there has to be something done about it because otherwise what will the future generation do like they are the future so we must support them we need to let them have the room to grow, but also allow for them to make mistakes. Uh, yeah, I mean, let's just talk about Just TV for a moment, because, you know, it has been a medium that has helped all three of you. And, you know, you see it grow and you see all of the changes that it's made. And I, I just would like to get a sense, uh, Hera, from you. Do you see this Just TV as being a great platform to help others? I mean, is it an opportunity that you see in terms of you becoming a mentor for others? Oh, 100%. It's funny because I was talking to I was talking to my bosses about this at one point. I told them, why is Just TV not an international thing? I think every province should have a Just TV because this is the excellent place where youth and, and the professional industry, a gap is being filled. This is a place where we can connect and fill those gaps so that youth can have those opportunities and break themselves into whatever profession they choose, whether that's creative or not. Uh, Just TV is an excellent place where you can really, really allow to, to get to know yourself as a, as a youth. Yeah. I think yeah. Just TV should be for everyone. For everyone. Yeah, for sure. And, and Emmanuel... From your perspective, clearly, um, Just TV has been awesome for you, and you're giving back. I'm giving back by working in their social enterprise, by making videos for them. And I want to add on to Hera's, uh, Hera's question about Just TV. I think Just TV gives us the equipment and the, like, the opportunities, but it's up to you to be able to like, take that opportunity and transcend like Just TV. Artists like Hera, of course, Isla Barker, Erica Daniels, they all broke into their respective careers to, you know, from Just TV. And I think Just TV is an opportunity if you allow it to be. It's awesome. So, and, and Anna, let me just, uh, um, uh, getting ready to sort of close out our conversation here. And I just wondered if you could sort of share, are you, are you working on a project now that you want to talk about or that you'd like to share with us? Just not sure what your, what your runway is right now. Uh, just recently, I finished a project which was done during Just TV. Also, uh, this is a, uh, earlier we had a plan to create a music video uh, in person in, during the in-person program, but unfortunately, we had to close again, and I had to brainstorm new ideas. And the project that uh, I just premiered recently it's called Under the Shadow which talks about identity and how it is important to appreciate your interests and your beliefs and just accept who you are. I really hope that that short film will resonate with many people. If, if, Anna, where, where might somebody be able to watch Under the Shadow? 
my YouTube channel and my website. And one of the things that I'm going to do um, is I'm going to make sure that on my podcast notes that I have all of your social uh, handles so that people that are listening can get a hold of you. And so we will make sure that uh, under the shadow, one of your productions, I know the other one is Happy Place that you've done. Uh, I want to make sure that people have a chance to watch that. So so let me just say to the three of you, uh, Anna Shabina, uh, emerging Ukrainian-Canadian filmmaker, delighted to have you on here. Emmanuel Bongar, uh, I wish this was a video so people could watch just how engaged you are when we chat. And uh, Hira Nalem, uh, clearly a leader and somebody who is making a difference uh, not only uh, today, but clearly uh, mentoring others to make a difference with Just TV. So to the three of you, uh, thank you so much for spending some time with me. Uh, I, I love the fact that uh, that you're you're all creative, you're all sharing, and you're all making this world a better a better place. And uh, thank you for joining me on Humans on Rights. I look forward to watching your careers blossom and continue to keep in touch. So thank you all very much. I appreciate it. Thanks for having us. Have a good day. Thank you. Thank you for inviting and listening. Thank you. Humans on Rights is recorded and hosted by Stuart Murray. Social media marketing by the creative team at Full Current in Winnipeg. Thanks also to Trixie Mae Bituin. Music by Doug Edmond. For more, go to humanrightshub.ca. A production of the Sound Off Media Company. What happens when we play outside? We become healthier, both mentally and physically. We become more creative and more focused. We connect with nature, each other, and ourselves. Let's Take This Outside, a new podcast hosted by me, Marianne Iveson, an aspiring outdoor athlete and nature lover. I speak to athletes, outdoor professionals, and scientists about their connection to nature, how it affects their performance and everyday life. Let's Take This Outside, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, and at ivisonvoice.com slash podcast.